Blog Talk Radio. by contacting Save, S-A-V-A-E dot org. They're also on Facebook, and they also do live shows with very interesting music. I also got my CD on Amazon where you can get yours, or you can listen for free, Save, on YouTube. 
Good morning. Uh, happy uh, birthday, America. Happy 4th of July. And uh, it was lots of loud fireworks and everything, but it seems like uh, there was only a couple of buildings burned down in the process. But God bless everybody that lived through the night. That's the way it feels. It was so quiet this morning. I'm your host and friend, Reverend Sean McCann, and I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created to just to focus on the tent. The Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. Personally, I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of my Ryrie Study Bible. But you, of course, may use any Bible you wish. I've had many spiritual experiences, and in gratitude, we will have ongoing Bible readings, and we're working our way through the whole entire New Testament. And uh, we're just focusing on being our real selves and just carrying the message given to me. It's as simple as that. So all I'm doing is telling stories and reading the Bible. That's it. I try to keep my commentary down. I do read uh, summaries and commentaries by www.schmoop.com, which I really enjoy, Some by some Princeton students. Anyway, uh, if you have an emergency, a call number tonight, today, this morning, is 619-924-9744. If you need me to pray for you, if there's some kind of emergency, I want to wish everybody a happy birthday. God bless you. And uh, may all your dreams come true if you have anniversary or any other sorts of accomplishments. Congratulations and keep up the good work. Now let's say our opening prayer together as we bow our heads and take a deep breath and just focus on what we're doing at the moment. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We pray for all Christians being persecuted worldwide. For some reason, as it always has been, Christians are being persecuted. Churches are being burned right here in America. We've lost in the last couple of weeks seven more churches. I can't even believe it, and I don't know what's happening. Please, God, help us, teach us. We pray for the freedom to worship, and, our, and lives are in jeopardy. We pray for those whose lives are taken for distorted or evil reasons, and as they, we believe, they become martyrs. We pray for those who are all suffering from violence here at home and abroad. We pray for those who are sick in mind and body, those who are lonely and uncomforted. Forgive us, God, for our sins. We pray for those suffering from domestic violence, from freedom, and for, we pray for freedom from addiction of all kinds. Please, God, send your mighty Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect all of us and all your angels to watch over everyone. Our prayers go out to all those who suffer in the world, all the little ones that can't speak for themselves, and the animals who also can't speak for themselves. We pray, pray, pray that they don't suffer. We also pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of our policymakers, as they have many decisions to make, and we are praying for all countries for the problems and suffering all over the world. We also keep in special mind this morning Greece. Greece, with the homeland of my ancestors, we pray for them. We pray they have a turnaround. 
that whatever's happening with the vote and whatever is happening with the economy, that, that God will look down on Greece and protect her as she has kept the holy truth in the church. Please, God, help Greece. We ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow under his care. And we are remind everybody, everyone and their families are in our prayers, especially those who are serving uh, in the military and also those who are coming back who have been hurt in any way. Mira, we love you. You're not, you're not alone. And thank you so much for your service. We appreciate you so much. We won't forget about you. Love you. Amen. So if you have a special prayer request, you know, or positive intention, just let me know. All you have to do is leave me a message on Facebook. Or you can also call 619-924-9744. Or you can reach me, Char McCain, P.O. Box 980, Hermosa Beach, California, 90254. Okay, so if you don't have a Bible there at home, go ahead and go to www.biblegateway.com or the one I use a lot is www.biblia.com. And it it has Bible stuff there. So as you recall, last week we were in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. It was quite a chapter, uh, you know, where <laughs> we're just buzzing on through 1 Corinthians. And Paul had a lot to say, and he has a lot of uh, things he has to say about being a Christian. And Paul should know as he was one of the biggest apostles and also one of the most prolific writers. Anyway, this is what chapter 9 is summary. Paul is kind of a big deal. He's an apostle. He has seen the risen Christ. Even the fact that the church in Corinth exists is proof that God is working through him. All right. He explains that as an apostle, he is entitled to monetary support from his fellow Christians. It must be in the fine print of his contract. Anyway, he should get free food and beverages. He should have a faithful wife traveling by his side. You shouldn't have to work little side jobs. Tent making can be a real drag. Anyway, really, the Corinthians should be fully supporting them. Because it turns out they're supporting everybody else. Anyway, but Paul doesn't roll this way. Even though these are his rights, even though this is what God demands, Paul never took advantage of these perks. And don't worry, he's not going to start doing it now. He's just trying to make a point. So put away your wallets, okay? All Paul is saying is that he chose to live this life freely. He gets to spread the gospel around free of charge to everyone. Paul might be free, but he's made himself into a slave in order to win more converts for Christ. Wherever he goes, he becomes like like the people he's with, so he can help convince them that Jesus is Lord. We believe this is called empathy. And you've got to stay strong throughout. Christians are like world-class athletes. They have to train to be super, super disciplined in order to win the prize at the end. The prize in this case is a little nicer than a trophy. This is how Paul lives his life, Corinthians. So he's still trying to teach the Corinthians. So today we're going to go move on to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. So get your Bible open. And we're going to read straight from the Holy Bible when you're ready. And let's here 1st Corinthians chapter 10 for I do not want you to be unaware brethren 
But our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And all ate the same spiritual food. And all drank the same spiritual drink. For they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them. And the rock was Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them God was not well pleased. For they were laid low in the wilderness. Now, these things happened as examples for us so that when we would not crave evil things as they also craved, do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play. Nor let us act immorally as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in one day. Wow. Nor let us try the, the Lord as some of them did and were destroyed by the serpents nor grumble, as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction, upon whom the ends of ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. No temptation has overtaken you, but such is a common to a man, and God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will provide the way to escape also so that you will be able to endure it. And then the next thing is uh, do not participate in idle feasts. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men, you judge what I say. It is not the cup of blessing which we bless a sharing in the blood of Christ. It is not the bread which we break a sharing in the body of Christ. Since there is one bread... We who are one body, we who all partake of one bread. Look at the nation Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices sharers at the altar? And what do I mean then? That thing sacrificed to idols is anything, or or that an idol is anything. No, but I say these things as a Gentile sacrifice. They sacrifice to demons and not to God, and I do not want you to become sharers and demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of excuse me demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Or do you do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? We are not stronger than he, are we? All things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own good, but that of his neighbor. Eat anything that is sold in the meat market without asking questions for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and all it contains. If one of the unbelievers invites you and you go on to go in, eat anything that is set before you without asking questions for conscience sake. But if someone says to you, this meat is sacrificed to idols, do not eat it for the sake of the one who informs you and for conscience sake. I mean, not your own conscience, but the other man's. For why is my freedom judged by another's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I slandered concerning that for which I give thanks? Whether then you eat, drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense either to Jews or to the Greeks, but to the church of God. Just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but profit in the many, so they may be saved.
Okay, let's go read back and read the notes. So ten one, our fathers. The nation Israel is now used as an illustration of some who were disqualified under the cloud that guided them and through the sea, baptized into Moses, united to Moses as their leader, and spiritual food that meant the manna. We're talking about the the Exodus. From a spiritual rock that provided water, and since the rock is mentioned twice, it is in different settings. A rabbinic legend held that the material rock actually followed the Israelites. Paul, however, says that it was Christ who was with Israel all the way. Boy, that's profound. God is displeased with all but two, Joshua and Caleb. Craved, desire. The Israelites preferred food of Egypt to God's manna. Because remember, he was sent the, and they were sent during the Exodus. They were sent manna so they wouldn't starve. The idolatrators for making the golden calf. And he's talking about the golden calf. So you've got to. The, the stories were well known back then, so everybody knew what he was talking about. And then uh, ten eight twenty three thousand was the number killed in one day. Numbers twenty five nine indicates that there were additional deaths after. 10-9, try the Lord, destroyed by serpents. Okay, grumble, as some did after the judgment on the rebels who were led by Korah. Okay, and the way of escape, the way out. Not necessarily relief, but the power to be able to bear the testing. And so 10-14-22, the note says, Paul points it is that partaking in religious feasts means fellowshipping with the one worshipped at the feast. This is true of the Lord's Supper, and it is true of Israel in Old times, Old Testament times. It is true of a pagan feast. Therefore, believers must not fellowship at pagan feasts, since they will thereby open themselves for demonic attacks. That's scary. Okay, so uh, 10.25-28, the meat market. The subject now changes from meat sacrificed to idols and served at pagan feasts to meat sacrificed to idols that is bought in the market and served in the private dinner parties. A believer has a liberty to eat such meat unless questioned, in which case he should restrict his liberty. Because Paul does not want his liberty to provide a reason for condemning him, he will voluntarily restrict it for the glory of God. And then 10 to 31, do all for the glory of God. This is the all-inclusive principle concluding the discussion that began earlier. Test all conduct whether or not it manifests the characteristics of God. Other principles for guiding a believer's conduct in this book. Is it beneficial? Is it enslaving? Will it hinder the spiritual growth of a brother? Does it edify or build up that person? Okay, 1023. The mention of the Jews separate from the church shows that Israel was not replaced by the New Testament church but remains distinct in this age. And then we go on to the next chapter. So, well, we're getting an education. The more we read it, the clearer it gets that uh, God's word is true, and God's word is what we should be following. And uh, I'm amazed by something that we learn every time. And uh, let's see, I'm going to now read to you. Let me see. And we have, I'm trying to find a story. Okay, let's try to find it because we have my guidebook, Best Love Stories. And uh, it's my old copy. 
And I'm just right now looking for a story to some trust some story we haven't read before. And I usually find something. It's something that I have found, uh, actually, something that was folded up and stuck inside the book. Um, so I read this, and it says, uh, you know, a lot of us belong to recovery meetings, as I do, too. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, read this to you instead of our story. We don't have that much time anyway. So I just found this in my book, and... This is about recovery. Into your weak and feeble hands, I have entrusted a power beyond your estimate. To you has been given that which has been denied most of your learned fellows, not to scientists or statesmen, not to wives or mothers, not even to my priests and ministers, have I given this gift of healing other alcoholics which I entrust to you. No day can be too long, no demands upon your time too urgent, no case too pitiable. No task too hard, no effort too great. It must be used with tolerance, for I have restricted its application to no race, no creed, no denomination. Personal criticism you must expect. Lack of appreciation will be common. Ridicule will be your lot. Your motives will be misjudged. Success will not always attend your efforts in your work with other alcoholics. You must be prepared for adversity, for what men can call adversity is the latter you must use to ascend the rung towards spiritual perfection. I shall not exact of you beyond your capabilities. You are not selected because of exceptional talents, and be careful always, if success attends your efforts, not to ascribe to personal superiority that to which you can lay claim only by virtue of my gift. If I wanted learned men to accomplish this mission, the power would have been entrusted to a physician or scientist. If I had wanted eloquent men There would have been many anxious for the assignment, for the talk is the easiest used of all talents which I have endowed to mankind. If I had wanted scholarly men, the world is filled with better qualified than you who have been available. You were selected because you have been outcasts of this world. As long as your experience as an alcoholic has made or should make you humbly alert the cries of distress that come from the lonely hearts of alcoholics everywhere. Keep in mind the admission that you made on the day of your profession of AA, namely that you were powerless and that it is only your willingness to turn your life and will into my keeping that relief came to you. Wow. Thank you, God. Um, I'm kind of stunned. I wasn't expecting that. But every day when I come on here, I do wonder, am I equipped for this? Am I able to do this? And you know what? I don't feel like I'm a scholar. I don't feel like I'm the best person for the job. I don't. All I do is read my Bible and just keep going to the best of my ability. I'm not a scholar. But I guess my experience has brought me here. And I'm going to keep doing as long as I can keep it up. With God's help, of course. That's it. You to be patient with me and be patient with each other. There's many, many pains in this world right now. And as we groan together, as we laugh together, as we try to help each other, 
you do ask that you reach out to somebody. If you can't reach out to anybody, reach out to our Lord Jesus Christ. He is always there. We're not ever to give up. And we ask in Jesus' name to listen to our hearts as we cry out for help, for recovery, to make our desires known. We pray for the recovery of our family members, those who are out there using drugs, those who are drinking, those who are making a mess of their lives, those who aren't helping, the husbands who have left us in a lurch, all kinds of stuff, the wives who are unfaithful, whatever the circumstance, you know, we have to answer to God. And Paul's out there was preaching. You know how Paul ended up, but we're reading his letters. Now, he didn't get the gratitude. He got a kick in the face and dust in his face. Even though he was speaking the truth and he had seen the risen Christ, he had seen him, and still people betrayed him. And what makes you think they're not going to betray you? So get your motives right. This Today was about selfishness and self-centeredness. We have to lose that or we're going to be hurt, people, because we're, oh, if we're self-seeking, I know we all want love. That's what we want. That's what I want. That's what we all want. But if we all want love, seeking it is going to get us hurt. We have to love, period. We love them whether they love us or not. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Anyway, we ask this in Jesus' name to help us, to listen to us. Thank you, God, for being here today. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit, for taking us this far. And please carry us and help us the rest of the way. This is a long road, this life. Okay, let's say this closing prayer together after a moment of silent meditation for those of us who are still out there suffering and haven't come in from the cold yet. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And we humbly ask you every weekend to please be with us throughout the week. And may God bless you all and keep you in his loving arms that you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. Just remember you're never alone. God loves you, and may your best dreams come true, and true love live in your heart, and I bless and bless and bless you find the love you're looking for. God loves you, and he wants the best for you. If he's saying no, not yet, not right now, the more power to him, and please listen to him. Then one day that door is going to be open, and he's going to say, yes, go ahead. What a glorious day that is. Love you. God bless you. Bye, my friends. Happy trails to you. See you next Sunday. Take care. Bye-bye.